Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, introduce the guest. We have IMAF coach, head coach of SBG Tullamore, SBG Black Belt, and Polaris representation for the UK and Ireland is Mr. Kieran Davern. Kieran, how are you doing? Thanks very much. That's some introduction. Right? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was a good one. I was hoping yeah, regret. <laughs> you know what? I was like, I was like, I was like, what am I going to say about this guy, right? And the introductions are famous around here. And I was like, geez, yeah. he, this guy's done a lot. He's achieved a lot so far. So like, that's probably just because I'm old. Ah, no, definitely not. No, I definitely think, not. Who was it? I think Jamie Heesop has like the record of the introduction. Uh, we oh, had right. him on, and like, geez, he scored Troy of the Year in like 2018. Yeah, like that. call that out. Like uh, Lions tours and everything. Game, <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable, but uh, Kieran, you're just straight back from Bulgaria. Tell us yeah. a bit about that IMAF experience, like what representation from Ireland, uh, especially the under 18s, welterweights. I think Jordan Scully's out of SPG Tullamore, is that correct? Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, yeah, him and Max Lally in the final against each other, insane, especially yeah. when you consider welterweights always one of the mo- most stacked divisions. So, why don't you start with, with yeah. your own guys first? Like, um, yeah, what so you they- yeah, 100%. The, like, the tournament, I, I love the IMAF tournament. It's one of my favourite tournaments to coach at. Like, it literally reminds me of, like, you know, what the, what you'd imagine the Olympics to be like for mixed martial arts. And I've been, like, to the adult IMAFs and I've been to, you know, the U IMAFs and that type of stuff. But um, it's so professionally ran. Um, like, say, the dress code, for example, like, say, for the officials is either, like, um, like suit and tie or it's, uh, you know, team tracksuits for coaches and fighters and, and that type of stuff. But we had two fighters from SBG Tullamore on it. Uh, we had Bernie Ward. He's training with me since he's nine years of age. He's 16 now. He fought at 66. Uh, he lost his first fight to a Russian. Uh, the Russian beat him in the second round, but did really well. Ris- listened really well. Uh, learned a lot. Didn't, get, didn't have as much training in that over the last while with COVID and that. But um, I think it's going to make him a, bit, a, a better fighter. And I think it's kind of pushed him in the right direction. Yeah, that's uh, something we want to get into as well. But yeah, carry on. Yeah, the Jordan Scully then, he fought at 77 kilos. Um, so obviously the welterweight division. He's been training with me only four years. So like he's 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 very good. Um, but he's not he's not good by accident. Like he's he's like one of the hardest workers like I know, like you know, period, whether it's a an adult or a teen or anything like that. Like he honestly trains like three to four times a day. Like he came up to me like the um the week before I mass and he said to me, like I was going into teach session at seven o'clock and, and he looked tired and he came up and he said, coach, um, I'm feeling tired. I might skip this session or whatever. And uh, I said, what did you do today? He said, oh, I did MMA sparring this morning at nine. So I was obviously coach that session. I was there. He said, um, I did strength and conditioning at half 12. And then I did kickboxing sparring at six o'clock. And I said, go home, you madman, and just take a rest. <laughs> and go, go watch Netflix or whatever. And then he turned around and he said to me, um, uh, you know what? I'll get a shower and I'll watch the session. And I said, no, just go home. So I started teaching the session and whatever else. It was a wrestling session or a grappling session. And I turned around. Here he is sitting on the floor, showered and changed, just watching the session until the gym closes. So it's... Student like, of so the game. Yeah, he's a student of the game. He's training four years, but he's probably put in like eight years work, if that makes sense. Like, I, I, could, I could teach a session in the morning and um, I could like say, get ready to teach another session in a, in a different room. It could be a grappling session or an MMA session or something like that. And I could come out later on, just say if I was, if he wasn't a part of the session, I could come out later on and he'd be sleeping on the couch or, or he'd be on the couch watching the UFC on the telly or something like that. You know, and then he'd hang around for a little bit and then he'd jump into like maybe a strength and conditioning session and so on. So, uh, he, he, you know, 
his first major competition and he got silver. Like the last competition he did before that was Gamma in Port Harrington. You know what I mean? So if you put that into perspective, like he's literally training four years. He did like a few Gamma fights in Port Harrington. He went in, he beat Bahrain by like a unanimous decision. He, he, he like mauled the first lad from Bahrain uh, who was like, you know, one of the favourites. He was a blue belt. He was very good. He was backed by Team KHK and he was he fought on the Brave undercard and so on. So he had all the credentials to, you know, do well and get to the final. He beat him. He beat Lebanon in 56 seconds by a mounted triangle. Then he beat like a big Czech Republic fighter by, uh, in the second round by mounted triangle. But the fights weren't even like that close, you know what I mean? And then he went to, he, he obviously went to, or he, he, he met it to the final and met Max Ali. Max Ali's training years and he's a great Irish fighter. And, you know, he, he just, he got the win and he deserved the win. You know, it was his time and it was his day and everything else. So long story short, we were so proud to see two Irish fighters at like 17 and 18 years of age. Well, Max turned 18 after the event. Mm -hmm. So 17 and 18 years of age, like close out the division, two Irish fighters. There was like Russia, there was Ukraine, there was Israel, Kazakhstan, you know, Lebanon, Czech Republic, fill in the blank, uh, USA and a whole lot. And then the two Irish lads met, cleared out either side of the bracket and then they met in the final. Like, it was unbelievable. And it is, those, that is unbelievable. That is like yeah. so unbelievable. Myself and Ross obviously saw the results of that and just, we were just blown away. But yeah, talent, we're not, we're not surprised. We're just blown away that yeah. there's a lot of pressure on them. Obviously, we were just talking about the training and the build up. They weren't, Team Ireland weren't mm -hmm. allowed to train together. When you look at the Olympics, everyone's obviously allowed to train together. Myself and Ross, we're trying to promote Irish MMA and then like the, really, the governing bodies are not helping at all. But like, no. Ross, to get that result as well, we couldn't believe it. Yeah. Also, you have to put into perspective Ireland only brought home. Uh, well, I don't want to say only brought home, but Ireland brought home seven medals, and those two lads cleared out the Russians and the Ukraines. I think Russia and Ukraine had 17 gold medals each, and there was only 45 gold medals up for grabs. They nabbed about 34. Yeah. So it just goes to show how high level they were, and the lads cleared out for the guys not to be. Here's a better one for you. I don't know if you, you're 100% you're right, and I, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Ukraine had 100 or 115 fighters. Ireland brought 28. Russia had 100 fighters. Jeez, you, you, you almost shouldn't be allowed to bring that many fighters. I think it's actually, <laughs> sure. no, but it's actually unfair. There should be a quota to each country and then like you can only bring yeah. but, a certain amount. It would make it more fair for the smaller yeah. countries. To but you know what? Like say we went in and, and we, we, we cleared out the medal. You know, we, we, we won the medal mm. count and all that type of stuff. I don't think that the coaches and the athletes would have the same hunger that they have like to get better and then improve and mm. build on like say fifth place. Like say the, the coaching staff and like are unbelievable. There was a great team that were brought over there mm. at the weekend, and everyone got on really well. Uh, different or coaches from different gyms helped out different teams and different affiliates. It was a great atmosphere. Like I loved, you know, coaching alongside mm. all the different coaches, and, that, and it really felt like Team Ireland. And I know that gets thrown around a bit, but it really did feel like Team Ireland. And and I think that with the coaches that were talking to each other at the competition, and we can kind of we picked up on a few different things, like say the Russians, the way they operate, and the Ukraine lads, and the USA, and that type of stuff. And and like. Technically, technically the Irish lads are there. It's just tightening mm. up a few things, like as in getting them to train together regularly and working like more kind of specific tournament plans, if that makes sense. So say, for yeah. example, the Russians had a, a great kind of simple style. So it was no headshots for the youths. So mm. what the tournament or what the Russians would do, and most of the kind of Eastern European companies or countries, especially the Russians, they would get the young lads to think that they're going to strike. So they come out, they throw a few kicks, throw a few punches, and then as soon as you think you're in a striking battle, they double-leg you. They hold you down in guard or some type or a butterfly guard, some type of guard. They'd hold you there for a minute or two. They'd pass the side control. And their goal would be to get to the mount for either an armbar 
or a triangle. And that's all they did. Like, no, I, I don't want to say that's all they did. But that's, mm. That was mostly the way the game the, the game plan looked for the Russians. And, and it worked. It, like, they were looking to win the tournament rather than just go in and, you know, mm. just fight. No, definitely. And I do think um, I, 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 did, I did watch quite a few of the fights. Um, some real standout performance as well. Like, I saw Ben Harding. I think his surname's Harding. He was fighting, and I thought he was very hard done by in his uh, semi-final. Yeah. I actually thought he won the fight. I was like, oh, that's Ireland in the final. Uh, yeah. when I watched that fight. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then, I think it was Fufu. Like, absolutely, yeah. like, yeah, the bollocks out of, out of some fella. Like, he literally, like, he kicked him. And then, uh, I, I know him and his brother, I, I you know, I, I struggle to tell which one's which, but I know they, like, run ultra marathon. Fufu was the that. taller one. Yeah. 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 And then, that's really nice young lads. And yeah. he was kicking the legs off your man, and your man, you could actually see he was getting more tired as he was getting the legs kicked off. And I was like, Yeah, oh, like, he, like it's game over for you, bro. Like, he, yeah. he, he could he could do that for the next hour if he wanted yeah. to, yeah. 100%. Uh, so, like, there was some great performances, it was great to see us, um, you know, put on such a strong show. And fair play to all the coaches who, you know, went over there and, um, you know, I mean, gave their time and effort. And then, obviously, fair play to Conor McGregor as well for uh, help, yeah, helping fund the, the lads out and everything. Yeah, it was unreal. And, um, yeah, I, I honestly think that, like, within the next the next year, two years, or whatever the number is, like, you're just going to see, it, uh, like, you know, a different level in our, our Irish MMA. Not that the, the level has always been great in Irish MMA. But, like, these young lads are coming through with, like, say, coaches that are, like, uh, maybe black belts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, maybe like a UFC experience or just experience on big shows. So the young lads are only getting better coaching than what we got 10 plus years ago. We had great coaching, say, 10 years ago, but with all the experience and all the different tournaments and fights that have gone on in the last 10 years, these young lads are getting that. You know, they're getting they're getting well looked after with good strength and conditioning, you know, good, you know, like everything. Everything's getting looked after, do you know what I mean? And uh, I honestly think like within the next year or so, you're going to see like, I think next year will be even bigger for them, but I think in the next few years, it's going to be huge for Irish MMA. Yeah. I think it's on the upswing. And it definitely know, is. I definitely have one, one last question, just based on the the youth level. Obviously, there's no head strikes in it, right? Do you think that actually favors the Russians and the Eastern Europeans who grow up yeah. in Sambo and like it's yeah. like almost embedded in into them? As opposed to Irish people are actually more brought up traditionally with a boxing background more yeah. than anything. So like the lack of striking definitely probably favors the Russians, and that almost shows how much Ireland has come on from mixed martial arts point. Yeah. So I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Right. And there's two things that I want to say, like say the, the IMAF tournament, whether it's like for the youths, juniors or adults favors like wrestling. So because they're short rounds in the amateur game, especially the, the Russians and that. And, and the reason I'd say that is uh, one, the scoring system for uh, IMAF, especially for, for, for the youths anyway, at the weekend is it favors like um, submission attempt, attempts or maybe like if you come close to finishing the fight over positional control. Now, if you look at the UFC in that, like sometimes it, it can be scored the other way. So if I held you down for, I don't know, let's say two minutes or whatever, and then you threw up a triangle and I was, it was fairly, fairly close and then we're up in the feet for the, the last 60 seconds, it, it could like sway towards the person that was controlling the position. But IMAF, what they do is to make it like technically better and obviously more exciting and try to stop people just holding someone down. They they score um, submission attempts, like legitimate submission attempts. So having a dangerous, you know, uh, like say a triangle or an armbar or something like that over you just holding me inside control for a minute or something like that. Um, I lost my 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 trade. Oh yeah, they we were saying that like like Irish lads like uh, you know they kind of like to strike or whatever. So but there's great grapplers. But what I would say is 
it's a tournament, not a fight. If you go into IMAP and just say, for example, you have four or five fights in the day, if you're if you're doing youths, or if you have four four or five fights in a week, if you're doing adults, you're wearing the sock shin pads. You know the sock ones. They're they're not there's yeah. not much padding to them. And if you get into a kicking battle, like I seen this in Romania a couple of years ago, and a, an absolute stand up war, the next morning you have to wake up at six o'clock, weigh in at like a, I don't know seven a.m. or or wherever it might be, and you have to fight again that day. And if if you're looking to win the tournament and not just show up for a fight, you're going to have to like inflict as much damage as you can and not take as much damage. So you want to look at it as a tournament rather than a fight on a Saturday night, say, at Clan Wars or, or one of these shows, Cage, Cage, Cage Legacy or something like no that. One, no one told Palahan that, Baz, did they? Yeah. <laughs> I, was just thinking, I was thinking they're going to have to bring back some of these pride lads and yeah. <laughs> bring them in, take them into a room and be like, right, lads, this is how we do it. But like, yeah. uh, like here, well, we obviously have to move on to what you're doing this weekend, Kieran. but before yeah. we wrap the, um, the past weekend up, uh, what was what was the greatest thing that you, you witnessed there? Obviously, there was a gold medal brought home, but like, what was the greatest thing? Like, whether it be like training different lads or um, the camaraderie, or the, what was the what was the one thing that you took away from that trip, or maybe everyone took away together and was like, "Geez, I can't wait to do this again." Well, there's a, there's a I have like a like two kind of main stories. You know what I mean? Like, say that or what I kind of took away from it. One was just coaching like alongside like all the different coaches there, you know, Andy, Andy Ryan is great. Like what he does, he's like kind of like the, the father nearly of the, of the Irish team. He's very yeah, good at just rallying the troops and getting everyone together and, you know, giving people like a kick up the arse when they need it and a pat on the back when they need it as well. So very the dad good. Dad jokes way. keep, keep them going as well. All the dad jokes and all that type. So he's, he's very good and he rallies up the troops and, and everything else. And I think like everyone else had their individual part, you know, you have Danny Nealon and you have like, say, Jason McCabe up north and, you know, Jerry from home MMA. And, you know, there's loads of coaches that I'm forgetting you. Loads of coaches anyway, right? Um, so, like, like coaching along, uh, Sergey and all these lads. So, coaching alongside them and just seeing the way they approach it and look after their fighters was very good. And it was very Team Ireland-based. But a personal story I have, and this is a story that I told Andy Ryan and a couple of lads. So, like I said, Jordan is very good. He went in and he basically out-grappled, like, the, the grapplers and the wrestlers now his his wrestling looked like his unreal it was like something like you'd see Khabib do you know as in his, he, he hit beautiful outside trips and inside trips and blast double legs and he was just like he just went through the gears when he went on the ground it was beautiful to see so he's training with me four years and he's one of the most one of the most coachable young lads that I've ever coached and I have loads of good young lads that are very coachable as well and they're like him and they're coming through but a little kind of personal story we were getting ready to go into the semi-finals and like say it, anytime he won a fight, I would try bring him back down. So I'd let him have like say four or five minutes of you know kind of you know being like a you know buzzing after the fight and everything else. And I'd say right, heart rate down. We need to recover. We need to refuel. This is a tournament because you can get amped up and then feel that the fight is the tournament. Whereas you you'd have four or five fights. So long story short, we were sitting down in the the, the warm up area, and I sent one of the young lads off, Bernie Ward, to get some fuel for him. So. Harry Bow sweets, um, like say your your fruit and your Gatorade and your water and that. So you just want to get like sugar and carbs and everything into it. You know what I mean? So I was trying to relax him. He was he was wrestling on a gear bag. I was wrestling on a gear bag and it was fairly quiet. It was just the two of us in a warm up area. And he, I told him to eat. I told him to eat a, a banana, and I told him to drink some Gatorade, and then I told him to eat an apple. So he was drinking the Gatorade. He ate the banana, and basically I could hear him crunching on a big apple. And I turned around and I said to him, do you like that apple, Jordan? Is that, is that, like, is that a nice apple or whatever? He, said, he didn't even look at me. He said, Kieran, I, I, I don't even like apples. The only reason I'm eating this is because you told me to eat it. Do you know what I mean? That sums up his mentality. If I told him to jump through a wall or run through fire, he would. There's no, there's no second guessing or you know, questioning. He literally ate something that 
he doesn't even like. Do you know what I mean? But he only added because he trusts in his coach and his team and his environment. And he, and he believed that that was going to help him, you know, add to his performance and help him, you know, do well in the tournament. So, like, little stories like that were, you know, and there was loads of little things like that that went on. Even, like, um, we had another, another little story. It was, like, I seen the, um, I noticed on the second day, some of the Irish fighters, the younger Irish fighters were a little bit deflated. Not all of them, some of them. Like, say, when they were getting called to fights, they'd look a little bit kind of, their posture would be down, their head would be down and that type of stuff. But I noticed some of the lads from the Ukraine and, and Russia and that would be very, like, stoic and, good posture and, you know, holding out the flag and that. So I said to my lads heading, when we left the room that morning, I said, I said to them, keep your chin up, keep your chest, you know, your chest out, you know, stand, stand tall, stand, stand pride or stand, stand proud. Uh, you're from Ireland. You know what I mean? You're as good as any of these nations. And when we go down here, I want you to have the hunter's mentality, not the praise mentality. We're going to hunt today. And that was the mentality of the whole day for my lads and any lads that I was looking after. So it was the, it was the hunter's mentality over the praise mentality. And I feel that, that helped like my lads and me personally as a coach on the third day, you know, so little stories like that, there's loads of little ones, you know what I mean? So, but uh, yeah. yeah, very proud, very proud of them and just be, uh, I'm very proud to be a part of them and, and, you know, help out any way I can. Baz, you feel the hairs raised on the back of your neck as uh, Kieran's giving the speech to the lads? <laughs> well, that was, it was real like, you could tell he was in charge of Team Ireland. And then he, <laughs> he's like, if this doesn't work, I'll bring the apple out later. <laughs> but uh, come here, Kieran, anyone else that's, li- like, I'm sure a lot of the students are going to be tuning in now, listening, just being like, um, is there anything you want to say to them overall or something that could potentially be on Team Ireland in the future or like what they should like, like focus on and like in, in trying to get onto the teams in the future? Maybe some sort of like, hint. Honestly, the, the the biggest thing to focus on if you're trying to get like on the Irish team or trying to do anything, trying to fight, trying to compete, uh, grappling or whatever it is, is just show up every day. Do the boring stuff every single day. Like obviously you're going to have a long-term goal, but what will determine if you reach that goal or not is if you show up in the gym every single day and you, you outwork the hardest worker in the gym or the hardest worker in the room. That's what determines if you're going to make the Irish team or if you're going to get on I don't know, Polaris or get to the UFC or whatever else. You just have to do the boring stuff every single day. Like you set, it's, it's boring. You set your alarm for the same time every morning. You have the same breakfast every day. You have the same routine. You take your supplements. You go to the gym. You recover. You go to the gym. You, you watch fights. You watch matches. And you just repeat it. And, then if you, and that's called like the compound effect. So if you do that like every day over time for five or ten years, you'll get, I'm not going to put a number on it, but that's the number that, you know, for me, that that's the way it's kind of felt for me with grappling and that type of stuff. If you if you do the small stuff every day, like that's the compound effect, and then over five ten years, that's going to pay off, and then you're going to get to where you want to go. You you and you you can't fake it. You just have to do it every day. You either re- it has to be a burning desire. That's what I tell my young lads. Like I've I've met a lot of people over the years just because I've been doing this a while, who will tell you everything that like they'll tell you they'll t- they'll say all the right things. But when it comes to like, I, I have young lads, literally if their house was on fire, they would be in the gym that day. You know what I mean? And then I'd have, I, then I'd have a young lad like say that wouldn't go to training because I don't know, he go, wants to go walk his dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the same young lad that wants to walk his dog would tell me that he wants to make the Irish team. Whereas the, the other guy that if the house was on fire would literally, I have to kick him out of the gym. And I've loads of young lads like that. So you, you, you have to have a burning desire. If it's not your every waking talk, then you know what I mean? You, you can be a hobbyist in that, but, like if, if you want, if, if you, if you try fake it and say, for example, you do make on the, or you do make it on the Irish team and you haven't put in the work, you're going to be standing in front of, I'm just going to use Russia as an example, some Russian or something that's all in, you know what I mean? So, so you have to be all in with anything you do. Well, I suppose Baz, that's just like us with the podcast. Like, Hey, do you want to be the best MMA podcast in the world? Well, you have to do a podcast every week to start off. Otherwise 
you can't reach those levels. Yeah. Um, let let's get let's get into uh, this yeah. weekend, uh, August seventh, Polaris. Um, you represent Team UK and Ireland against Team USA. Tell us um about the format that is going to take place in, and tell us yeah. what what people are looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, so uh, it's it's a great show, Polaris. It's uh, going to be live on UFC Fight Pass Saturday night. Basically, it's a new format. They've done like two events. They've done a Nogi one. I was a part of that. That was uh, UK and Ireland versus uh, the rest of Europe. And then they did the same teams, but in a Gi format. And I didn't take part in that one. Um, so this one, we're taking on Team America. The format is going to be kind of like a like a football match where it's going to be 40 minutes each half. And then like it's a five-minute running clock. So say, for example, I'm, I, I stand up. I could be competing against anyone from the USA. I don't know who it's going to be on the night and I'll have a few matches on the night. So I could stand up and someone else is going to stand across the map from me. We'll slap hands, bump fists, and then we're going to try to submit each other in five minutes. If the two of us, if the two of us do not submit each other, it's declared a draw and we go up and neither team gets a point. Yeah. If, I, if I submit a smaller lad or someone the same size, my team gets one point. But if a smaller lad submit, submits a bigger lad, their team will get two points. Now, let's say I, 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 the same match, I stand up and I'm going to take on someone from America and I submit him in two minutes. The remaining three minutes is going to be up, like still on the clock. Does that make sense? Yeah. You have a 40 minute running clock. I fight have a five minute uh, time period to try to get a submission. If, if I don't get a submission, I'm out until we do a full rotation of the eight man team and then I'm back on. Here on so that's the way it works. You might tap me out now, but it says there's three points for a lower weight class submitting a higher weight class. Okay, they must have changed it because it was two on the last one, so maybe they've changed it around. No, I'll, I'll, let it that, I'll let it that out. I'll let it that out. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they might have changed it because I've heard that like the last time they did 40 minutes and I read from a, from a different jiu-jitsu website, it was actually yesterday called Attack the Back, and they were saying uh, it was a 40-minute time period, and I've heard them say that they might like make the um each half longer so well, basically yeah because I, I, yeah, I was know. looking at the rules on bjje.com here and uh, i saw it's actually quite it's more complicated than people would think so that's why we had to get you on yeah. headed this week and to explain it as well well you got the wrong lad on we totally, <laughs> we totally got the wrong lad on <laughs> and uh kieran i don't know where i read and like i don't know if i can give out this information but i read you're 90 kilos i don't know what you're gonna weigh for this and um, will you be one of the heavier guys on the team yeah, I'm so the the way they kind of make sure that you don't have like just say 820 kilo lads is mm. basically they have you you have four under 75 kilo uh, grapplers and then you have four 90 to 95 kilo grapplers. So I'm in the 99 or 90 to 95 uh, kilo bracket and I'm probably going to weigh around 92 or 93 on the night. So that's that's where I'm at now. And, and then, Kieran, obviously, um, for anyone who's never seen you grab before, you're a bit of a leg lock specialist. You you like to go for people's feet. Um, is that what we expect to see come Saturday night? I have a foot fetish. <laughs> 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 um, look, I the 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 foot. The, yeah, I, I know how to do leg locks, but I know how to do everything. For me, I said this recently on a, on a on a different uh, chat. The leg locks for me were always the easiest route to victory. Now, like say on Saturday night, they're all the USA team are like all legit black belts. They've they've been competing years as world champions on the team and the who's who's of grap or the who's who of grappling from America. Um, I'm gonna I'm, I have a nice little system in place where if I don't get leg locks, I'm gonna be able to go on attack two and three, say from from a certain position. I don't want to give too much away or whatever. So I've been I've been working 
you're going to see something a little bit different. I'm obviously going to be hunting the legs, but I'm going to be I'm going to be attacking all limbs. You know, every all, arms, legs, neck, whatever I can get. You know, but um, yeah, I feel that this is the best version of me physically, mentally, and technically. So. If the stars align on the night, I believe I'm, I'm going to be, uh, it should be a great night and a good performance uh, for me. So, And just to wrap things up, uh, I know you talked about the prey and hunter mentality. Is there any one particular person on the US team you'd love to hunt? Uh, all of them. All of them, honestly. And I'm not uh, like, okay, right. There is, there's certain lads there that have like big names in jiu-jitsu and that. I, I don't really like calling out people or anything like that. But like, I, I honestly, I'd love to submit all of them. And like it's in my we mind, we love you Smith Mall as well. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be watching, we'll be watching like oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Look, they're all they're all legit, they're always they're all serious. This is gonna be my biggest test as a grappler. These are the lads that like I've never put them up in a pedal suit or anything like that, but these are the lads that have been in the sport and obviously the American media and that like uh, there's a lot of eyes on the a lot of attention and eyes on the American media. So these lads have been pushed on social media and everything else, you know, over the years and that. So for me, I have everything to gain. And nothing to lose. So I'm just going to go in and I'm going to give them hell. And I feel that when they feel, when they get to feel, you know, what way I feel on the mat, they're going to be in, in for a shock. So if they, if they underestimate me, you know, that's great. But I honestly think that I'm going to get the best version of them and they're going to get the best version of me. So may the best man win. And uh, yeah, I'm just, look, I, I'm very grateful to be able to compete at this level. You know, I've obviously earned it. I've put in the work for years now. But I'm very grateful to be able to compete now again after COVID and everything else. I haven't competed since October. I've been doing a lot of coaching and a lot of training, but um, I'm, I'm just excited to be able to put like my my team, SBG Tullamore on the map, you know, my, my town on the map and Irish Jiu-Jitsu, do play my part in promoting Irish Jiu-Jitsu for the next generation coming through after. So it, it's going to be a great format. Tune in to see me get a load of submissions or tune in to get me or see me get submitted. But either way, it's going to be a good night. I love it, Basmo. Either way, yeah. tune in. Yeah, and uh, as you were saying, uh, Kieran, Jiu-Jitsu is really, really hotting up, especially with the disbanding of John Danaher's uh, squad. Uh, people yeah. are really interested to see who's going to be the next Jiu-Jitsu superstar. And who knows, you could see it at Polaris Squads on August 7th, UFC, Fight Pass. Don't miss it. Basmo, yeah. anything left to say? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask one thing. What, what two... What two um... Jiu-Jitsu players, are you looking forward to seeing going head-to-head in there as well? Just for people, like, obviously, you're going to have to take a break and watch, like, what for the people tuning in, obviously, you're going to want to watch yourself, but what sort of match-up or match-ups are, should people definitely not miss this Saturday? On for UFC Floyd Pass. Me and Boogeyman. Me and Boogeyman is going to be an exciting match-up, so I believe that match-up will happen. Um, I think that will be a very, very exciting match-up. I think it will be uh, an interesting clash of style or styles, uh, Daryl O'Connell from Ireland, you know, great, great Irish uh, grappler, one of the pioneers of yeah, Irish Jiu-Jitsu and everything else. He's a top competitor in that. So Daryl is always exciting in that. I'm sure he'll he'll look to, um, you know, bring bring his A game and look for submissions and that type of stuff. There's no, there's it's 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 such a funny format because it there's so many different kind of like dynamics and different types of body types and games that can happen on the night, but it's going to be a great event. It's one of those events where you kind of get invested in it because, um, especially if you know the competitors uh, competing in that, because it's, it's not just a jujitsu match. It, it's you, it's, they're keeping score. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's yeah. really it, like, it's a, it's a team event. So it's you a know team mean, event and yeah. it's a great event to compete on as well. I loved competing on the last one because I have seven like of, some of Europe's uh, like best black belts, like basically coaching me and cornering me. And it's, and you want, you want your team to do well. Like I want team Ireland and UK to win 
you know, one, or I want to see them win because one, because I'm a magpie and I love shiny stuff and I want to bring a trophy back to the gym. But two, like, I just want to see everyone do well on my team. Like, if I, if I do anything, I'm all in on it and, and I want Team Ireland and UK to go in and, you know, we're being, we're probably being wrote off in the American, like the, the Americans' eyes at a small bit, say the audience and that, because like I said, with social media and all the attention that the American media get or you know the, the athletes from yeah. the American, American media get like these lads are basically put up in a pedal stool and that but we know how to grapple we've been grappling like say for years so it's it's our time to go in and, and put Irish Jiu-Jitsu and UK Jiu-Jitsu on the map and show these Americans what we're all about you know we respect them but we don't fear them there you have it Team America Dave the Matt your peril um, guys thanks a million for watching this podcast with Kieran Davern Kieran, thank you so much for your time if you did get a chance to watch this podcast make sure to give it a like make sure to give it a, um, a comment that underneath make sure to subscribe and as always stay, stay energized. energized and so seeing you guys a couple of times I've seen a couple of clips I think you're doing some interviews with Dylan Moran and that I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.